Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, messaging tools are much needed, not just between individuals like you and me, but also between banks and financial institutions to support global and local financial flows, as well as trade and commerce all around the world. Now, founded in 1973, our guest, Swift, is a global member owned cooperative and also the world's leading provider of financial messaging services. Now, while it does not hold funds or manage accounts on behalf of customers, Swift enables its community of users to communicate securely and exchange standardized financial messages in a reliable way. Now, so far, its platform, products, and services connect over 11,500 banking and securities organizations, market infrastructure, and corporate customers in more than 200 countries and territories. The cooperative reported that close to 90% of cross Border transactions processed on its network reach recipient banks within an hour ahead of speed targets set out by the Financial Stability Board. Now, how is that achieved and what does it mean for SWIFT looking ahead? And meanwhile, SWIFT also launched a central bank digital currency solution that interlinks CBDC networks and existing payment systems for cross border transactions. But what are the wider implications on the financial industry then? Well, for more, I've got with me in studio Sharon To, head of ASEAN Region. At Swift. Sharon, welcome. Thank you so much, Tintian. It's great to be here. Great to have you on board as well. And Sharon, we've briefly talked about Swift as the world's leading provider of financial messaging services. Now, in what way are financial messaging systems at this point fragmented? And then, what is your value proposition and business model? Thanks for the question,、uh, Tintian. So, fragmentation、um, is driven. Not just by economical shift, where economies looking to stimulate growth, but also by the massive t- technological innovation that we see around us. So, like big tech players,、um, fintechs,、mm. new technologies, new forms of values, tokenization of assets or CBDCs. I think these are all disrupting、uh, the financial services today. So, and also the world financial payment system. It's sometimes fragmented. Uh, mm. With different links between、uh, different banks,、mm. you have the credit card networks. You've got the foreign exchange markets and different arrangement between different players. Yes, and all part and parcel、uh, of what you would expect of such a massive industry. So as we automate, we sometimes also create connectivity capabilities that lack transparency、mm. or are complex, right? Leading to what we call digital islands. Uh, which prevent the seamless communications with other players,、mm. or even within the system. So Swift, you know, we are cooperative,、uh, as as what you have rightfully、mm. mentioned earlier on. Today we connect、uh, over eleven thousand five hundred financial institutions,、uh, market infrastructures, and corporates、um, around the world, and we process an average of forty eight forty four point eight million messages、um, a day between、mm. four billion accounts. Wow. Um, and with the value of the world,、uh, every two to three days, the value of the world GDP goes over our network. And really, our mission is to interoperate. That has always been our mission 50, from from the day we start fifty years ago, and now as well. And、um, with such a huge、uh, community,、um, you know, we are able to kind of bring everybody together and lay the groundwork. 
mm-hmm. to to make payments faster, to make payments more seamless, uh, and and interoperate all the international trans international transactions, and this is what me and my team do every day, right? Is to you know we're 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 looking to all our clients to adopt uh, our services and and use the services. Mm-hmm. So in SWIFT, we really re- deliver the underlying infrastructure that enables the financial system to thrive mm-hmm. um, and important services to enable CBDCs, um, tokenized and other digital assets to interoperate with each other and existing asset types and systems, such as the, um, for example, we have our um, introduction of the ISO 20022 standards. Yes. Um, this is actually the common language for payments worldwide. Mm. Um, we will now have improved quality um, and richness of data in domestic and cross-border payments, which will in turn boost operational efficiencies and right. improve straight-through processing rates as right. well. Don't mind me posing this question, uh, Sharon. If we look at financial messages, right, to the man in the street, what does it mean actually? Is it how much to transfer to where and, you know, you know what are we looking at? Well, to the man on the street like you and I, yeah. if, as a consumer, um, this should not this should be transparent to any one of you, mm. um, because what you will see uh, or what we will see as consumer will be a front end that yeah. uh, provided by our banks, and all the messaging uh, at the back is in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually just transpired between two financial institution cross border. Right. So. It should not um, have. You should not have to see anything. However, mm. a lot of the services that we provide, whether it's on standards like ISO twenty two two data, or services that value added services that we provide, like pre validation, mm. or um, information that that um, are brings values to the to the to a consumer like you and I. Mm. Um, this will be up to the banks to expose those information mm-hmm. and also those services onto the front end. Right. Okay. Yes. And I understand uh, SWIFT's uh, products and services, Sharon, connect over 11,500 banking and securities organizations, market infrastructures and corporate customers in over 200 countries and territories. But just to give us a sense of how things are right now, which is your largest consumer segment and what is the product or service that is most in demand by your consumers at this point? Sure. Um, consumers and SMEs are increasingly moving money uh, between countries, markets, um, continents. Mm. And the low-value uh, cross-border payments is growing rapidly. Uh, you know, some I think the, the global remittance market is actually predicted to grow by 46% wow, okay. uh, in 2026. Mm. Right? So we're no longer talking about um, just domestic Transfers like between you and I, I think mm. domestic markets uh, is really efficient. Yeah. But going cross border and that's where it can be challenging. And this is what we've been looking at. Mm. Um, how to s- a lot of the services we provide is looking at how to solve uh, cross border payments, right, and making it more efficient uh, with all our value added services uh, to provide to the to the banks. Um, I thought to share some. Mm more about our research that we have sure. actually done um, on low-value payments, mm-hmm. um, cross-border payments. So um, SWIFT has d- had done the research in mm-hmm. 2023 and we found that 80% of consumers and SMEs go to their bank first uh, when making a payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all know that there are already many other providers out mm-hmm. there uh, who are vying to deliver such services. 
So we asked consumer and SMEs uh, in about eight key markets what they value most mm. uh, when sending money over abroad. Mm. So it was interesting to note that uh, when choosing a payment provider, consumer ranked security, trust and tra- transparency mm. most important, while SMEs added uh, one more factor to the list, yeah. and that is the ability to embed a solution uh, into their business software. Okay. Okay. Um, ultimately, I think what uh, consumer wants is to know how much their transfer will cost mm-hmm. um, and that it will arrive on time and be able to track its progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and with SwiftGo, so what we have actually done is we have enhanced the service level with a product called SwiftGo, which is a service, and it has an enhanced service level, uh, which will help users uh, fulfill what users really want by bringing transparency, predictability, and speed to mm. low-value cross-border payments. So really built upon what we have already done today yeah. um, and by u- reusing some of the elements that is already there. So um, if, if, if I look at... So what does it essentially mean is when, when we look at having banks commit to this enhanced service level between each other, um, they will be able to commit to processing payments from the time that the ordering customers placed mm-hmm. the, the instruction to pay right to the end beneficiary within a very tight mm. um, and agreed upon time frame. And this will be transparent to all the banks that are in, in the chain. And thanks to the tracking capability, so businesses and consumers now can also enjoy faster fa- payments and they will be able to track the payments at the same time. Mm. So as you mentioned, a lot of that services that SWIFT provides are in the background, which means that they are not... Um, necessarily visible to the customers at the front end. But what we do know in terms of the qualities that are in demand by customers are low-value transactions, uh, looking at transparency, security and trust, which is what you're providing with some of your solutions as well, like the SwiftGo. Okay, and uh, Sharon, let's dive into some of the developments we are seeing right now, starting with cross-border payments and efficiency, right? You mentioned that close to 90%, in fact, 89 is the number, 89% of transactions processed by Swift reach recipient banks uh, within an hour. So that places SWIFT's transaction speed ahead of targets set by the Financial Stability Board, which is at 75%. Um, a couple of parts to this question. First is, how is this achieved? What does it say about SWIFT's competitiveness against up-and-coming players in this field? Well, um, maybe to give our listener, uh, listeners more background, a bit of background in um on the G20 uh, targets. So G20 has um, announced several goals to enhance speed, cost, transparency, choice, and access of cross-border payments. Um, The Financial Stability Board then set speed targets to achieve one-hour processing Mm. for 75% of international payments by 2027. Um, So SWIFT, with our focus on the community, has been working with everyone to expedite delivery and enable banks to offer a better service to their end uh, customers. So I shared a little about uh, SWIFT GPI earlier on. Mm. This really gives us speed. Um, but it also gives us end-to-end visibility on transactions. Mm. So financial institutions have access to clear and real-time payment information. Mm. And customers have full visibility of processing time, Mm. uh, the fees, exchange rates, cost. Um, It's also trackable, just like Mm. your when you're ordering your pizza Mm. or your e-commerce platform, it gives you a a tracking number. So... If we take the let's just take the 
parameters of cost, for example, um, you know, a leading cost of cross-border payments taking a long time to be processed is due to, say, incorrect beneficiary details, mm. um, just such as misspelled names mm. or maybe account number, account yeah. format. Um, and because when it reaches the, the, the bank on the other side, um, and if they, are, they can be, they can be de- detected quite late, so this can be costly and time-consuming mm. for by the time when it rejects the payments and then going back to the initiating bank. Mm. So it takes up a lot of time. And these are costs uh, as well yep. to the bank, but also to the end consumer. So SWIFT, we have provided, um, we've launched a pre-validation service. And this uh, service mainly is to enable banks to verify payee account details Mm. Uh, information before any international payments is sent. Yeah. So that get pre-validated first. And then once it's pre-validated mm. that details are correct, the message would then be sent over to the to the uh, mm. to the recipient banks. Um, this really removes a key uh, point of frictions in cross-border transactions. So mm. this is really what we, we have been doing. Um, this is just one of yeah. the services that we've launched to remove frictions. Um, and there are also many payment means and mm. models. Um, and especially now where the ASEAN are looking at connecting yes. instant payment systems, this is all trying to look at how they can also remove friction and mm. making payments more instant. So what SWIFT does is to ensure interoperability mm. uh, between domestic and network-based uh, digital islands, especially when the landscape is becoming increasingly uh, fragmented with different technologies, standards and protocols. So we are really looking to helping our community meet the G20 targets and fragmentation and we'll continue to address fragmentation, collaborating with central banks uh, to get to where we need to be. So in other words, if you have more players in the financial uh, payments industry, uh, cross-border services as well, that actually provides more opportunities for you because you're the one that's consolidating and providing. Okay, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sharon Toh, head of ASEAN region at SWIFT. And uh, Sharon, on the B2B side of things, right, SWIFT recently collaborated with Visa to streamline cross-border B2B payments. Now, what role does SWIFT play in this regard and how far do you collaborate with the likes of, you know, payment startups like AirWallex, uh, even the likes of, you know, Utrip, Alipay, Alipay Plus. In the in this collaboration with Visa, um, actually Visa will deploy capabilities developed by Swift, mm. um, and that w- that can help increase the speed and certainty of cross border uh, money movement, and this. Includes the Swift uh, payments pre-validation service, mm. which I've shared uh, yes. with we've shared earlier on. Um, this will really helps to reduce unnecessary delays by catching potential errors before the payment is initiated. Additionally, we plan to also work together to increase end-to-end transaction visibility by using the mm. uh, Swift GPI capabilities and tracking uh, mm. of the transaction itself. So Visa will also migrate its connection to Swift Alliance uh, through Alliance Cloud, mm. which is a scalable, uh, secure and private hosted channel for connecting to Swift uh, mm. Network, as well as messaging service standards and solution. Mm. So this collaboration is really part of our work to enable value in all forms mm. to move seamlessly across the world. 
with a strong peace of mind on security and trust. I think all these will go a long way in elevating the customer's experience and we'll continue um, to look to collaborating beyond our network and delivering the service to tie the whole ecosystem uh, to achieve the network effect. Hmm. And in the meantime, I do want to take a look at the road ahead. Uh, Sharon, CBDCs being a key uh, topic of conversations when it comes to the financial payment landscape, right? Uh, on this front, SWIFT recently developed a central bank digital currency solution that interlinks CBDC networks and existing payment systems for cross-border transactions. Three central banks are beta testing the solution. Uh, tell us more about the use cases and also how far will CBDCs be an area of focus for you guys as SWIFT positions itself for the future? There's been an immense interest in CBDCs and um, well I I guess to the listeners CBDC is a central bank digital currencies which is a digital version of uh, existing central bank money Uh, yeah this is definitely on the rise Um, according to the Atlantic Council um, 130 countries are now exploring CBDC they represent 98% of GDP and 19 of the G20 countries uh, are in the advanced stages of a CBDC development with nine already in pilot. And it's the same in the ASEAN region as well. You know, all 10 countries are exploring CBDC um, at the moment. So with CBDC, with central banks developing their own uh, uh, digital currencies based on different technologies, standards and protocols, this could lead to digital islands, right? Or Mm. more fragmentation in the payment ecosystem. So as mentioned earlier on, our mission is to interoperate the community. And our focus is on facilitating cross-border interoperability Mm. and interlinking between different CBDCs and between CBDCs and existing payments type and systems if if they are introduced. So we are, in fact, you know, we're co- as mentioned earlier, mm. we are we are cooperative. Mm. We are currency agnostic, mm. whether it is CBDC or not. Mm. Um, and if we look at some of the the tests that we've been doing, uh, we've been doing some you know groundbreaking work uh, in this area for the past few years. I think following a number of um, experiments, uh, SWIFT has now laid out a path to similarly seamlessly exchange uh, mm. CBDC on a gl- on a global scale regardless of the tech that they are built on and alongside fiat currencies. Mm. So in October 2022, we announced that we had successfully developed an interoperability solution to enable CBDCs to move between DLT-based and fiat-based systems Mm. using existing financial infrastructure. And we have successfully tested our CBDC connector solution in a sandbox environment Mm. with 18 central banks and commercial banks. Mm. So a beta version uh, of the connector is now being tested by a few central banks in their own environment. Um, And, you know, the participants actually of the test express strong support Mm. uh, for these solutions and they asked to continue development to test new use cases. So all the use cases were developed um, together with the, the commercial banks and central banks um, so the second phase mm. of the sandbox testing um, is now in uh, in progress, mm-hmm. uh, in which uh, we focus on few new new use cases such as um, trigger based payments for mm. digital trade platforms uh, and also foreign exchange mo- models. So more than thirty um, 
30 leading institutions and mm-hmm. commercial banks are involved mm-hmm. uh, in the second phase of testing. So really very exciting time for us right now. Mm-hmm. And just for our listeners, DLT refers to Distributed Ledger Technology. And uh, I do want to very quickly pose this question. When we talk about 30 institutions and we talk about three central banks, could you give us a sense of who we are looking at? Um, it's actually global. There are representation mm-hmm. across um, you know, Asia, Mm. Uh, Europe and and the US. Okay. Yes, and in Asia, in ASEAN, there are, there are a few of the um, quite a number of mm. the the central uh, the central banks in the region, and also banks are involved as well. Mm. And before we let you go, Sharon, what are some future plans for Swift for the rest of this year and even into the next? What can we look forward to, particularly within ASEAN and Singapore? So this year, um, we have massively upgraded what uh, Swift does today. We'll continue to. Uh, drive adoption um, and also usage of all the new value-added services that we have um, we have launched. Um, really, it's working towards you know how to deli- to to help the banks deliver faster and seamless uh, payments, and using our also using our underlying infrastructure to help achieve the G twenty goals of speed. Uh, choice, uh, cost and choice and drive even better experience for SME and consumer consumer clients, uh, especially with when our capabilities are embedded mm. directly in the bank's front end. Right. This is really important, right? And we will continue to have the industry adopt the capabilities and, and up-level the whole SWIFT ecosystems. And if, we, if I take closer to home in ASEAN uh, and Singapore, there's been a lot of uh, industry initiatives that includes the ASEAN five interlinkages of instant payment systems. Mm. So this is somewhere where this is this is an area where we would like to support and in and enable interoperability of these instant payment systems right. uh, in the region itself. And also going beyond our own network, uh, we will continue to play a valuable role in delivering data services and payment tracking mm. uh, to tie the whole ecosystems together and mm. last but not least yes. I really want to leave uh, this with all of the APAC listener is SWIFT is running an APAC innovation challenge mm. uh, to design and develop solutions to two challenges um, calling on teams to help institutions find the most instant and frictionless cross-border payment journey mm. or route uh, and also to help uh, institutions detect and mitigate risk associated with financial crime like fraud and trade-based, trade-based money laundering. So interested participants can go to the SWIFT website to find out more. And the deadline for registration is 15 of January, 2024. Right. So if you have any ideas, well, SWIFT is probably the person that you should go to at this point. Well, thanks a lot, Sharon. That was Sharon Toh, Head of ASEAN Region at SWIFT. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.